Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 61 of Husband and Wife Sentenced to Life. Hashtag Haustel. Simon here, Laura over there. Hello. I'm off work. I've been signed off poorly. Yeah, you are. So I've got a cold, but I'm, I've got cabin fever as well, so we just pop next door to do this. Well, it's not just, just a cold. I'm going to say it's the flu. Well, it's nice of you to say that because I feel like if I say that, <laughs> you know, so I'm underplaying it to combat the, oh, he's got man flu, it's always worse for men, you know, that kind of thing. I have made that joke a few times already. Mm. We just um, watched a little bit of Couples Come Dine With Me, uh, which is, you know, the programme where you go around to other people's houses and cook for them. But they do a lot of Vox Pops with the couples. I wonder if uh, there's a box to tick when you reply to say, are you a see see you next Tuesday? Are you a... Yeah, exactly that. I've got a swear button on there. Are you a... Because, well, there were some... Well, they are... Yeah, sorry. There you are. Just watch that before we came in. Now, we're going to do something a bit special today, which is something you wanted to do, right? So do you want to explain to people what we're doing? Well, you told me about a podcast that Alan Davies does um, called, is it The Seven Pillars? Seven Pillars with Alan Davies. He's a curly-haired comedian from QI, Jonathan Creek he used to be in. And If you've not read his biography... What's it called? Don't encourage him or something like that. It's heartbreaking, but but very, very well written. He's a guy who, for some reason, I took against him in the 90s. And I hate myself for it now. But actually, some of the things I'm going to talk about today are... Do you think we're going to cry today? <laughs> I think I was a hipster snob. You know, when you're in your that age, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of watching 
Leo go through it a bit now. Being a bit, you, you do it and you don't realise you're missing out on some good stuff in life because you're being a hipster snob. Yeah. And if you say you like these things, by the way, yeah. like if we say, for instance, like we were talking about Simply Red. Yeah. Now, easy band to hate. Mick Hucknell, easy person to hate. Well, I I feel a bit like that. Like I openly love Coldplay and Ed Sheeran and I feel like that's not hipster and cool because they're so trendy. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you say you like Coldplay, you know, like there's people, most people like Coldplay, but there are... There are oh, there's haters. There's some people, and when you say it, yeah, I like Coldplay. Oh, my God. It's like you, you're losing cred points. And yeah. you know, I've reached a point in my life now where it's like life's too short. You know, everyone used to hate ABBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a time when everybody hated ABBA. And then around the, around the turn of the millennium, it's suddenly like ABBA's cool again and ABBA's trendy again. You know, I still don't like Spice Girls though. You know what? I can I can listen to the singles. I the, don't mind. Yeah, them. I'll give you that. There but is the odd track. As people, they get on me wick. They'll see you next Tuesdays. Oh, I ain't got my button on anymore. <laughs> so seven pillars, Alan Davies. Well, and what I wanted is not, and I said this to you, so it'd be interesting to see, like I, what we've just been talking about. I didn't want either of us to be too pretentious about this. Okay. I wanted it just to be... You just wanted quick, first, first things you came to. and right. honesty. And it's very difficult for me to do that because I hate putting stuff on record where then I think of something later and I'm like, oh, that would have been a better thing to say. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just run through what the seven are. Uh, right, so... Alan, this is what Alan Davies calls them, right? First one is celluloid, which is basically scene, film or dialogue. Yeah. Uh, next one he's called play, which actually is sporting event, concert, show, theatre, whatever. So something live. Yeah. Location, and that could be a park bench or a country, anything, yeah. somewhere in the world. Music, album, favourite song, whatever. Literature, book, poem or line. Food, and it's got to be a meal that you've either, you know, your favourite one that you've eaten at a restaurant okay. or whatever. And the last one is Memento Mori, which is a memory, something that you'll never forget. Okay. And I've also put 0. 0.5, 7.5, because it was so difficult. You've got an eighth pillar, haven't you? I have, yeah. Which is special mention. Can be any one of them, an yeah. extra one. Yeah. Right. I cannot, I hate this. Right. Because there's so much... It's like picking a favourite child. Mm-hmm. There are so many that I could say for each one, right? But literally, you gave me the list 10 minutes ago. Yeah. I didn't want to do it because I find this so difficult, but I've just jotted some things down. I'm going to do them. And I, I don't know whether do you'll like in, them or not. Do, I did mine in five minutes as well. Okay. So we're going to do it, right? And as I was just going through my little podcast machine, I found some old musics that we used to use. So we're going to do the, I'm going to play the music and you're going to introduce each section. Okay. Is that all right? By the way, don't forget to give us a rating, five stars on wherever you listen to the podcast and leave a review. Always nice to hear it. If you want to contact us, you can. I'm at Catboy92 on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter. You're Laura, not Laura, which is difficult to spell. <laughs> so I'll put it in the descriptions okay. of the doodars. I've got a feeling this is going to get a bit moche. It might, it might not. I mean, I'm on the edge anyway, because I'm poorly, everything's making me emotional. Yeah. Well, Betsy said to me on the way to school this morning, Mommy, I'm really missing Leo. And yeah. at that point, I was thinking about Leo, like just in general. And I said, I've just been thinking about Leo. And we both just looked at each other like with teary eyes. I'm missing him loads. I think about him loads. But then pretty much every day you tell me a way that he's going to cost me some money. <laughs> and every time you do that, like yesterday, it was uh, his phone. 
oh, his phone's breaking. So instantly I'm like, hang on, me be ready. Anyway, shall we kick off? Yeah. All right, so here we go. This is uh, some old music that I wrote for the old podcast, which never really got news. So let's do this. Okay, so the first is, I'm doing it in a sexy voice. Do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, first category is celluloid, which can be a film, a scene from a film, or some dialogue from a film. Yeah, well, it's nice having a bit of music on, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, do you want to kick us off? Okay. Are we going to do them together, or are we going to go through one person's... No, 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 let's do one category at a time. Right, go on then, so yours for the first section. Okay. Uh, this was one that was tricky, that I had more than one choice, but... But then I thought, no, 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 you've always said your favourite film is, and my favourite film is Sound of Music. Julie Andrews, it's a classic. It's a musical. Didn't do very well at the box office first off. We once had a mad argument about it. Won lots of Oscars. Yeah. So it's a very popular film. I think I need to watch it again. Well, I think it's one of those films, and I know our... um, friend from our previous podcast roger has never seen it yeah and it is one of those films i think film uh nerds aficionados perhaps don't want to watch because Mm -hmm. it is one of those yeah and it's really long it's got an inter interlude in the intermission yeah i heard a podcast it was this american life i think it was and there's a woman who they had it on vhs growing up but she thought the film ended at the intermission. <laughs> and it said funny because she thought, is it Liesl, the oldest one? Yeah. She thought that she fell in love with the postman. She had no idea he was a Nazi, the Nazi youth guy. Yeah. And uh, so she, she watched it as a little kid, never realised it was second part. It's a really good... Uh, well, that's the thing. It is actually, it does tell quite a story. Um, obviously, the, you know, the war. Uh, the songs in it. Everybody will have heard. Well, you grew up singing them at school. Before yeah. I even knew of the sound of music, we'd sung Doa Deer at school, we'd sing Edelweiss at school. You sing a lot of these songs growing up. And for me, it's Julie Andrews' best role. Yes, she played Mary Poppins, but I still love her more as um, Maria yeah. in Sound of Music and Christopher Plummer as well. Great. He'll always be Captain Von Trapp for me. So, yeah, I do, and, and then I did it. I, I played Liesl like... Um, at, at secondary, you know, yeah. so I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, I literally, I've watched it hundreds of times. I know, I, I know the script off by heart. Have you still got the outfit? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I struggle with this one. Yeah. It was on telly a lot as a kid and it was one of them I never watched. So I'd seen snippets of it. So I'd never seen it in full until I watched it with you. And... Because my expectations were so high, I don't think it... I want to watch it again. It's a hard... It is a hard watch, but I think what the trouble with this film is it takes probably at least half an hour to get into the story. Yeah. Like the first half an hour is just the nuns, you know, which is, for me, the the most boring bit of the film. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to stick with it, and then once you fall in love with the family, yeah. Yeah. And, I, the, and then it's a dark ending. Yeah. We've watched a documentary on the real family, which was very interesting. Yeah. You know, but very interesting family and a very interesting story. Strange thing to make a musical out of. Yeah, very. But it's one I struggle with and it's one I wouldn't mind. uh, I will watch it again. More than happy to watch it again. Okay, cool. My film's Magnolia. Now, again, it's so hard for me because there's so many I could put down. That's not what I thought you'd choose. Well... The obvious one for me is to say It's a Wonderful Life, but I talk about It's a Wonderful Life so much. Yeah. 
So I thought, well, I'll not put that because it's Route 1. It's okay. the one I watch every Christmas Eve. It's my favourite film. But I've said Magnolia because I don't even know. It, it got good reviews, but not excellent reviews. I don't think I've ever seen it. But Explain it briefly to me and who's in it's it. It's really long. It's about three hours long. Okay. It's got everybody in it. It's got Tom Cruise oh, yeah, in yeah. one of the craziest parts I've ever seen him play. He's playing a, what do you call it? He's on stage telling men that they can have sex with anybody they want to have sex with. He's yeah. one of these guys. I've not seen this. And I He's so good in it. was a massive Tom Cruise fan. And I think I, I thought I'd seen every film he'd ever been in. So. It's got Philip Seymour Hoffman in it, who is one of my favourite actors ever. He plays a nurse to an old man who's dying. Right. It's got, who played the mum in Dear Evan Hansen? Julie. Ju- I can't think of her name. I'll have to Google it. Um, she plays a woman, uh, the daughter of the man who's dying. But, or is she the wife? But she's uh, addicted to prescription medication. It's just got, uh, John C. Riley plays a policeman in it who's a, he's a bumbling policeman, the curly-haired guy who yeah. played uh, Oliver Hardy. He's amazing in it. And basically, it's like the interaction and coincidence of life. Okay. And, you know, lately, you, I see these things online. Uh, you know, everyone's doing this mental health stuff lately, and everyone's talking. And everyone's... One of the posts I regularly see is how you don't know anybody's story. Don't judge people because you don't know what they're going through. Yeah, true. Very so, you true. know, like, on the surface, everybody's trying to act as normal as possible. Yeah. You know, hey, this is me. You don't know what's, I don't think half the people who know me, in fact, I would say 95% of the people who know me or think they know me have got any idea what's going on with me. Yeah. What's going on inside. And this film makes me think about that because every one of these people are interacting somehow. Yeah. And they've all got a story. The soundtrack's by Amy Mann. She does nearly all the songs in it. Okay. There's one bit in it. I mean, it's a drama. It's a really serious film. And then there's one bit in it when a song starts and everybody starts singing it. It's just bizarre. Okay. Such a great film. And I saw it in the pictures. Sorry, I've just remembered her name. Go on. Julianne Moore? Julianne Moore, that's it. And she's brilliant. She's, she, I, I reckon she's like next level Meryl Streep, you know, like... She's, I think she's great. I love her. She's done some great parts. But, um, and she's not very... In this film, there aren't many people who are likeable. Okay. You know, Tom Cruise. Well, I want to see it now. I want to see it. It's so good. Okay. You'll absolutely love it. No, I think I will. It sounds like my sort of film. And it, I came out of the pictures, it was like ear bleach, eye bleach, mind bleach. You know, like, just blew me away. It's a long film to be sat in the cinema. It's really, it's got some pretty dark subjects in it. I'm going to say mid to late 90s, maybe 97, something like that. Right, okay. So that's my film, Magnolia. Okay, cool. Uh, You really, it's one you want to sit down and concentrate on. And the beginning is all about coincidence. They do this thing at the beginning, telling these old stories. Oh, it's just mind-blowing. So good. I love coincidences. I don't know why you've not watched this. Let's watch it. Okay. So that's film. All right, let me put my piano back on as Laura says, what's number two? Okay, the next one is called Play. Now that can be a sporting event, a concert, theatre, some sort of live show. Okay. You're going to go first this time. I'm going first this time. Yeah. All right. Again, I've put this down straight away. And immediately, I feel bad for all the ones I've not mentioned. So the one I'm going to say is the first time I saw Ben Folds 5 at the Leadmill in Sheffield. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say either. <laughs> Are you going to do this on every one of mine? 
No, no. I, well, don't, because I, this is why I didn't want to do this, because I knew you'd judge me. I'm not judging you. Well, don't no, judge me. It's not about me judging you. I'm saying, I, I, in my head, I think I thought I knew what you were going to put down. The reason I've said this one is it's such a faded memory now that the, I've got some things I remember about it, but I don't remember it. Do you know what I mean by that? My memory. Yeah. I can't remember half of our relationship, let alone going back to the 90s. But the reason I put this down is it happened by accident. I, I used to be into Counting Crows. And in Counting Crows, he mentions listening to Ben Folds on the radio. I didn't know what Ben Folds was. This is pre, this is very early internet. Okay. Mid to late 90s. Uh, it was uh, just an album that I loved listening to. I was very intrigued about who's it. Was he a guy on the radio like what I do? Was he an announcer? Was he a DJ? And then I was walking past a pub in Sheffield called The Washington, which my friend Mick was the landlord of. And he loved his live music, so there were posters. And I see a poster that says Ben Folds 5 at the Leadmill, which is where I used to work. It's a club in Sheffield. Yeah. An indie club. And then, so I phoned him and said, can I get on the guest list for this? Didn't know what I was to, what to expect. And... I must have been, as I was a lot in the 90s, pinballing in and out of relationships. So at this point, I was back at my mum and dad's in my <laughs> mid-20s, very depressing. And I can remember catching the bus from my mum and dad's to town, calling at my friend's house, Steve, and him and his then-girlfriend, Colette, they had a very fractious relationship. They were big stoners. And I called at their house on the way down. Mm -hmm. uh, they were playing Tekken. On the PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, stayed there for a little while and then walked to the Leadmill on my own. Right. And I was feeling very paranoid and very alone and then got inside and I could seen a band I didn't know. Yeah. And it, they must have been one of them bands that all the cool kids knew about. Okay. Because I got inside and everybody from like the Sheffield music scene were in there. People from the Long Pigs were in there. People from Pulp were in there, you know, like, but loads of people I knew. So it was almost like walking into a surprise party. Right, okay. And it, look, I absolutely love Ben Falls now, and the, there's only three of them. Unbelievable gig. So it, it, to me, it feels like a time when I had no responsibility. And it, which yeah. is mad because I know you started being responsible a lot younger than I was. But here I was, mid 20s, maybe a little bit older. Yeah. 25, 26. Yeah. But still didn't have a care in the world. Didn't know where my money were coming from. Had no aspirations to do anything. I don't want to say I was loving life because I don't think I was. Yeah. But I didn't have to worry. I did worry, but I didn't have to. Now I'm yeah. married. I've got kids. I'm getting older. I've got health. All the things you worry about. Money. Yeah. Life. I look back and I think I didn't have a care in the world. And... I don't know if that was the last time I felt that, but it just, it doesn't feel like me. Whenever I talk about these old stories, yeah, you know, but it was just an incredible night. A night that I wasn't going to go out. Yeah. The band I'd never heard of, who are now one of my favourites. So that's me. What about you? This one is probably the hardest one for me because I have, my big love is going to concerts yeah. and going to the theatre. So... Uh, yeah, um, I know what my favourite show is, theatre show, and I've probably got a couple of favourite gigs that I've been to, not necessarily my favourite bands, but favourite gigs, 
But in the end, I went for Bastille Day in Paris in, I think it was 2019. Right. And the reason I went for that was because we were together as a family and it was one of the most amazing experiences I think I've ever had. Just again, I think it's a lot like what I've just been talking about. A lot of things seem to happen by chance. We'd sort of planned, you know, we knew we were going to be in Paris and we'd planned around it. Well, and everybody had said, don't go anywhere near the Eiffel Tower on Bastille Day, you know, the bomb threats and everything else. And we were kind of there and... There was, actually, there was a lot of argy-bargy, weren't there? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. Just what do you call them, the yellow jackets or something? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something going on in France and there were a lot of riots and stuff and we happened to be there when it were all kicking so off. So it was a bit of a worry, but then at the same time, I guess security is higher and I just didn't want to miss out because I felt like the the chances of us being there for Bastille Day, we didn't book it for that. We, were, no. we ended up being there for that day. Just happened. And... I said, come on, let's just go. Let's just go to the Eiffel Tower. And it it actually all worked out quite smoothly. Well, like the whole day from waking up, we went to the Louvre. It was the day we saw the Mona Lisa for the first time. Yeah. First time, you know, we went to the Louvre. Just everything worked out. It, it was the most amazing day. And then it was literally the, the, the top topped off by these... The best fireworks I've ever seen. And we live in Dubai yeah. where there are amazing fireworks. But this was the best fireworks I've ever seen. The music and the crowd, like bearing in mind, there were babies, there were, you know, there were yeah. toddlers, our kids, and then adults and old people. There was people of all ages, but everybody was jumping and dancing and hugging. And yeah. there was a lot of uh, smoke and pop. Yeah. And I think actually... I uh, think our kids got um, stoned by osmosis. I honestly think so. And But yeah, it just just the whole live experience of it all. Uh, and I, I think all of us said we had goosebumps from beginning to end. And and it was... We were out that day. We must have been out for 20 hours. Yeah. I think we left first thing in the morning. We had, you couldn't get home at night, so we didn't get home till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning the following day. And just an unforgettable experience. I would say if you've ever thought about doing it going to paris for bastille day and going to the eiffel tower do it it's one of Proper those one-off yeah 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 what an experience although have somewhere getting home <laughs> because getting home was a nightmare it's brilliant it's br- and again it's one of them that i could have put fantastic let's move on what was that number two yeah pillar number three Okay, the next one is location. And again, this could be a country, anywhere, a park bench, a, any place in the world that brings some something to you. All right, you're kicking this one off. This one was easy for me, Osborne House. All right. In the Isle of Wight. Yeah, north side of the Isle of Wight, I think, facing... Uh, well, it's near Cowes. Facing the, facing the mainland. Yeah, well, I where I'm from, where I grew up, is a place called Cowshot where you can actually see the Isle of Wight from from where I live. Out the window? Yeah. Uh, it's You have to catch the ferry to get across. Um, and as a kid, it was always such... The Isle of Wight itself was such a magical place to me, which I'm sure if people are listening to this, probably are laughing at that. But it... it I don't know. I always thought I want to live there someday. Yeah. And I did know people over there, obviously, you know... Uh-huh. Um, and I, I went on holidays there with my grandparents and family and I went on holiday there with some friends. And yeah, so the Isle of Wight itself is special to me. 
and uh, Osborne House is where Queen Victoria spent most of her holidays, especially the summer holidays. Yeah. And she had it was a, it was her second house, but I think it was her favorite home. Uh-huh. And uh she had like a house specially made for the children. It's just ah oh, and I love Queen it Victoria. It is amazing stately home. Yeah, there's just something about it. It gives me that like grounds are great. The history there is great. It's where she ended up moving after Albert died. Yeah. And where she did her mourning. She went into mourning. She didn't get out of bed. With Mr. Brown. Yeah. So if you've seen that film with Billy Connolly and... Yeah. Ju- is it Judy Dench? Yes. What a film. I just, I just find her intriguing as a, as a woman. I think she what she achieved in her reign. You've talked about her and that house a hell of a lot in our early relationship. And then we ended up going there on one of our UK holidays. Mm-hmm. We ended up staying over in Cowes. Um... And then we went up there for the day, and it was amazing. I I really enjoyed it, and I I can get really bored at things like this. Um, but it's amazing having somewhere like that. It, it was always um, Chatsworth for me. Yeah, is it Chatsworth? Yeah, is that the big house? Yeah, um, which is just outside Sheffield, and um, used to go there regularly as a kid. So it's a very similar sort of thing. The gardens. Mm. I mean, it's like being at Buckingham Palace, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's good. It's a good one. My place is um, City Hall in New York, in Manhattan, mm-hmm. because we've, I think we've told everybody about this, but it's where we got married. We didn't have, what's it called when you run away? Eloping. We didn't elope, we didn't abscond, it's just... We didn't make a big deal. We didn't deal. want the fuss. Yeah. Well, I, th- I don't want to say we didn't make a big no, deal No, I mean, as in, we didn't tell everybody or anything like that, it was just... I would hate the thought of doing a wedding, which, you know, like... The textbook wedding, mm-hmm. church, big do, DJ, band, big meal, potential arguments, who sits where. <laughs> so we flew off. We flew home first to the UK, then we flew off to uh, New York for a week. And we just had this amazing week in New York, just tramping around, yeah, doing things together. And I think that's something we do as a family, but also as a couple, is we just take ourselves off places and have these experiences as a little unit. Yeah. And I think they're always brilliant. And, and We've got no money now, but no. we've had the most amazing holidays and yeah. experiences. So, uh, we, you know, we did that thing where we didn't even know if we'd be able to get married because you have to apply. There's all sorts of paperwork, and then you have to go there, and then you have to go down within 48 hours and get the paperwork almost... At every step, I thought, this is not going to happen. Well, it was literally like you doing the doctor surgery or the chemist where you pull the ticket. Yeah. And and it was like, next, yeah. please. Uh, so we had to go down uh, two days before we went down, didn't we? Yeah. And we sat there and just watched people getting married. And it's this in and out job. It's very quick. But there's something, It's re- it's a really amazing place. It's like a, a buffet. It's like a smorgasbord of people. Yeah. Everybody. Every religion, every colour, every gender. Yeah. You know, what, whatever your background, there's people getting married there. There's people who look like they're in a D-Light video. <laughs> you know, there's people who look like they're in fancy dress. Well, there was there was a couple that they looked like they were on their deathbed. Yeah, there's people in the 90s. Oh, God, yeah, it was... There was people who looked like Lady Gaga, you know, like yeah. crazy. And I'll tell you what, the day we go back to New York... I will spend a day there. <laughs> if we're there for a week, one of the days we will spend 
sitting in there and watching people and taking pictures because it was amazing. Well, everybody needs a witness as well, so we could perhaps... Uh... I'd love to be down there and be a witness. Uh, so so that's my place. I'd, I mean, I could talk about it for hours it and is, I could talk it... about that trip, but just that's my place, City Hall, Manhattan. Yeah. And I, I, every single film we watch, as soon as they're in Lower Manhattan, I said to the kids, that's where me and mummy got married. Yeah. And it's just an enduring memory. So that's my uh, location. Cool. What's next? This one, nice and easy. Music, album, favourite song. All right. Is it me first this it time? It is, yes. Well, no surprises for me. I've gone, obviously, a Joni Mitchell blue. Okay. No, but obvious is what kind of what I wanted. Well, it was first thought. Yeah. I've got so many albums, especially lately. I've been listening to some great albums that I've picked up while we're in the UK. Um, and the great thing about the ones I've been listening to lately is... The music's good, but it's what they bring out in me. So when I listen to Laura Marlin, it yeah. reminds me of us being in lockdown, me walking around the garden, yeah, COVID. Yeah. When I listen to the Manics or Arlo Parks, it reminds me of taking Leo to uni now. It'll, I can listen to it in 20 years' time and it'll remind me of that specific time, you know. Um, but the Johnny Mitchell one is... First started listening to it in nineties, but now it's just she's the best songwriter. Yeah, she is the best songwriter. songwriter yeah. she, she's a poet. Yeah, she. When you watch programs about her, like we watched that nineteen seventy one documentary yeah. about the music, and when you hear about her relationships and kids and being in California and traveling, and that's what that album is all about. And it's about love and lost love and ins and outs of relationships, uh, but she just does it so well. And you can feel the heartache and the love, you yeah. know, like you can feel it all in there. And I am such a sentimental sop and racked with emotion and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think as well, she is somebody that is loved by other musicians. I think yeah. she's one of those. I think she's well-respected. Untouchable. We we have a slight disagreement on one of her songs, Um it's the one that's in uh, Love Actually. Um, but both, uh, something both ways. Um, both sides now. Both sides now. The, obviously, you're, you like the original that she did. Yeah. Um, and I really like the version she did as an older woman. Well, she's still performing today, but her voice is a lot deeper. Yeah. Her range is nowhere. I mean, her voice, her old voice. She put Mariah Carey to shame because she's just all over the place. She's like a roller coaster of pitch. Um, the version that's in Love Actually is, she must be in her 60s at least when she recorded it. It's orchestral. She sounds a lot more manly in it. Yeah, I just, for me, I actually prefer that Joni Mitchell. Yeah. The, 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 the sound, the sound of it. But, but oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, that bit in that film. <laughs> I, in fact, I almost put that down as the film. Uh, because that's a f that's like Simply Red. Love Actually is the Simply Red of film to me. Yeah. Whereas if you say you like it, especially people these days, oh, it's so problematic. Women are just used as objects. Blah blah blah. Well, I hated that film in the nineties because yeah. I hated Hugh Grant. I hated Julia Roberts. I hated Pretty Woman. I hated everything that that sort of thing. I hated what's it? Love is all around that film. Yeah, for four weddings. weddings. But mm. I was just being a hipster knobhead. Well, all of those, you, you know, I love all yeah. of the Hugh Grant. Uh, and you come round to it. But it's like hating Radio 2. When you're a kid, you hate yeah. Radio 2. When you're older, you're like, Radio 2's the best station. <laughs> well, when Joni comes on in that film, everybody's got to oh. shut up. I want to I wanna be in it. And you are. Yeah. So that's it for me. Um, music, 
Johnny Mitchell's Blue, great album. I've gone for an obvious one as well. So I don't think it'll come as a surprise to you. Uh, yeah. Now that's Rico Music Eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's got them all on. Uh, Bob Marley, the Legend fil- uh, album. Like, what an album. Yeah. And again, there'll be people who'll be like, oh, you don't know Bob Marley. If that's your Bob Marley album, you don't know Bob Marley. That yeah. album is banger, 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 banger. And look, don't get me wrong, I have got loads of other Bob Marley albums, you know, the the more unknown yeah. ones. Well, it's a gateway drug. Yeah. I can remember being a kid and taking it to school. I got, I've got. i told you this story, I? in art at school, the, the teacher was a bit of a hipster and she'd let you bring music in. It was tape. She had a tape uh, player. Oh, yeah, yeah. I told uh, you this story. teacher did that. And it was always the trendy girls bringing in, you know, they tape the top 40 off the charts. Yeah. So one week I was like, oh, miss, can I put a tape on? And I put Bob Marley's Legend on. Really? And I was ostracised. Like, really? Like, totally picked on, bullied, mm-hmm. for putting Bob Marley on. How cool does that make me sound now? Yeah, well, it's funny because I, a lot of the stuff that I grew up with was stuff that my parents played. Or, yeah, well, that's where I got it from. Yeah, so it but they didn't, they didn't have Bob Marley albums. Racist, um, aren't they, your parents? Blatant. <laughs> no. Um, but where I first heard it, I was in a rehearsal at school um, and we were in, like, the changing rooms for some show and somebody put it on and she was older than me, like, in one of the older years and I was like, oh, my gosh. And she taped it for me because yeah. I said I loved it so much. And that's when, I, and again, I felt like nobody else was there. Nobody yeah. else got it. And, uh, yeah, I just, it's one of those albums, if I'm feeling crappy, I can put it on in the house or in the car, and it instantly gives me, a, like, cheers me up. It just, it, it makes me feel happy. He's like the Beatles. You put a Beatles album on. Yeah, yeah. Day or night. Any situation, everybody's happy. And yeah. Bob Marley is like the Beatles in yeah. that respect. And the Rolling Stones aren't like that. I like the Rolling Stones, but you don't put the Rolling Stones on and feel joy and feel great straight away. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they were more edgy. But Bob Marley, and some of the messages in the Bob Marley songs are quite, there's some quite dark subjects in there. Yeah. But he does it in a way where he makes you feel good. Yeah. The Beatles were the same. Yeah. So it's a good one. Uh, let's move on. What's next? Our next one is literature, and it can be a book, poem, or line. All right. It's you, it's you first. It is. Um, I've gone for a poem. Ooh. I know, I know. Get you. No, but, and I'm not trying to be pretentious, and you'll, and once you know what it is, you're... But it's one that you wrote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on, then. Um, it is. It's got two titles. Um, Stop All the Clocks or The Funeral Blues by WH. Of course. Owen. And obviously... Which, again, is the it's the Beatles or Bob Marley of poems, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I got it from Four Weddings, and yes, that's so what made that po- po- uh, poem popular. Do you want to read it? It's only short. Or do you oh, read read nah. one verse, read I one verse. I can't be bothered. Go on, just read the first verse. I've got a cold as well. I ain't got my glasses on. Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. I can't read it. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. Silence the pianos with muffled drum. Bring out the coffin. Let the mourners come. There you are. That's Very all you good. get. I'm sorry, I'm so bummed. I'm going to have to have a sniff off mic here. <laughs> yeah, so from that, people will recognise... Um, what's his name? Matt. John Hanna. Yeah, it was, Matt, it was Matthew in the film, yeah. wasn't he? Um, yeah, he, he read it at the funeral, and it. I did it as part of my English literature exam... Yeah. It's gateway, look, in the same way that the Bob Marley and the Beatles thing, it's a gateway poem to poetry. Yeah. So it's, to poets, it, 
they're probably quite sneering about it. It's like that if, you know, if you can hold your nerve when all yeah. around you, you're losing that one. Well, it was actually made, it did it, he put it into um, a musical and then it was made into like a song. So it was, it was, yeah. I think, I think it said, it was said it was even in a burlesque. I don't know. It was, was um, it's W.H. Auden, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't he do, um, what's it called? The night train. This is the night train crossing the border. Maybe. I love that the, one. Yeah, that, that, and it's the rhythm of the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. It's very good. Um, Mine is, uh, I've gone for Michael Palin's diaries. So you've gone for a book? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have. Um, I love all diaries. I'm currently, I'm on the audio book of David Sedaris's second lot of diaries at the minute. Okay. It's long, but I love it. Right. You become the friends, you know? Yeah. Bob Mortimer's, it's not so much a diary, but it's a biography. I'm, I'm still You're on enjoying it. that in a minute. Yeah, I love it. Um. Kenneth William, I was going to put Kenneth Williams' diaries again, mid nineties when that was released. A massive volume of diaries, and I grew up watching the Carry On films. And if you did, it's just an amazing book. He was a troubled man, a complicated man, and um, that I can remember that really affected me. I want to go back and read that again. But Michael Palin is from Sheffield, where I'm from. Is my hero comedian Monty Python yeah. travel shows he's he's basically the perfect man I think you know he's he's uh I, I've met him I've interviewed him a couple of times and I told him that he's me fantasy granddad yeah he would be the best granddad in the world because he's like an old school adventurer but also he grew up in the 70s he knocked about with the Beatles he knocked about with Andy Warhol he knew everybody. He's he's and he's yeah. humble. He, but he's you know what I found him quite serious when we met him. He's uh, yeah, but he was he was gigging, wasn't he? True, you true. You know, I reckon I reckon if you catch him off guard, he can be you know he's probably quite laid back. And when we saw him that night doing his stage show, yeah, hilarious he was very, guy. And, and very very interesting. I mean, he is one of the funniest men on earth. Yeah, but um, his diaries, you get so much behind the scenes of. At the beginning, the start of Monty Python. Then when they were making all the films, which, again, I grew up on Python films in the 70s. And then in the 80s when he started writing his own stuff. And he's remarkably a man racked with doubt. Yeah. And he's writing about how he, this is not going to work and, oh, I don't think this is going to get made. And I'm thinking, for, for my entire life, that guy has been a success. Yeah. He's never off the telly. He's on everything. Everybody loves him. Yeah. How can a man like that have doubts? Well, I wasn't ever into Monty Python. I think yeah. I was a bit young, but also perhaps not my kind of humour. But then I did watch him on the travel programmes. Yeah. I think the first one he did was Around the World. Around the World in 18 yeah, days. Yeah, and I, and I loved all those. So just, yeah, amazing. Okay. I mean, I would just say diaries in general are always good to read because yeah. you're getting a proper insight into people, you know? Okay. And Michael Palin's diaries are just so intense, so... Brilliant. I love that. All right, what's next? Okay, the next one is food, and it's just basically one meal. And that okay. can be from a fancy restaurant or home-cooked. Get ready to say, oh, you've surprised me there. It's not what I thought you were <laughs> oh, going to really? say. Yeah, is it me first this time? Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, this is really one where I just had to pick one. Yeah. Because there's so many. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I'm going to go for. It's going to be the first time I ever had pad thai. Oh, really? Now, when's that? Uh, it, I don't know. I actually don't know. I was, no, you've had it before Leo made it. Um, 
So the first time I ever had pad thai, you and I have done quite a few Thailand holidays. We've talked about this before. A friend of ours owns an island um, off of Phuket. Yeah. Which is a little, a tiny little island. Coconut Other people island. Have gone. It's called Coconut or Comafro, it's called. And um, we became friends with him the first time we stayed there. We've been back so many times, always looks after us down there. Uh, this one time, uh, we had Dubai friends over there, uh, a pilot named Mike and his wife Katie with their kids. Right, very and first time. They were staying on the opposite side of Phuket. Yeah. And they said, oh, there's this place, come across and have food with us. So we got a bus across there, me, you and the kids. Betsy Pearl was a baby at this point. And we... Is this my screensaver on my phone? I don't think that was the day. When oh, was, no, when no, it, no, 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 because that uh, that's in the market, I think. When it was raining and we yeah, found well, this little bar. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm, it wasn't Patong, but it was that side somewhere. And uh, it was yeah. just a little back street. And they, they'd sung the praise, oh, you've got to come and try this place. And it was a shack. It had straw roof. Yeah. There wasn't much to it. It had a pool table in it. I'll tell you what it looked like. This, no, this is this is that picture. The backpacker hostels yeah. of uh, your youth when you went travelling. It was like that. And it was pouring down. Well, it started proper coming down while we were in there. Yeah. And I'd never had pad thai before. I think I was a vegetarian by this point. I absolutely loved it. And I'm because I could I was a bit fussy with some foods and it was just so nice. Those guys, we don't. They've left now, which is a shame. Yeah. But um, they were always great company. They were always great to hang out with, and it was. Just, there was nothing particularly special about it. There's nothing particularly memorable about it, other than it was one of them proper typhoon thunderstorms. Yeah. Waters. We were getting drenched. The waters <laughs> yeah. coming through on top of us. There was water coming on the pool table. The kids were just having a great time. Yeah. We sat and talked about nothing, and uh, it's just a great memory. Ah, no, but yeah, I totally didn't expect that one. It's a weird one. Yeah, but and, and it's now. Because I put it down fast. No, no, it's nice. And you and Leo both love that as a meal now. Love it. Um, yeah, good. Well, I thought about, you know, there are so many meals that Leo's cooked that I could have put down as this because they're all great memories, but there's too many to pick one. Yeah. You know? So, and we've been on so many. You know, we've talked about Paris, we've talked about Thailand. There's so many holidays and city breaks we've been on. That aren't getting a mention here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I feel guilty for yep. not mentioning. Yep. So go on, you, food. <laughs> um, my favourite food, or... Right, it's a bowl... It's going to be a cheese sandwich, no, isn't it? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, I do love a cheese sandwich at the pub. <laughs> it's pub chips. Um, no, it's a bowl of tin spaghetti with grated cheese on top. Not melted. Cheesy spaghetti? Not cheesy spaghetti. I mean, this is... Right. So like Heinz spaghetti out of a tin? Yeah. So, again, I can remember, I think we had like, it was a teacher inset day or something like that. Go on. And I was hanging around with these two girls that were in the year above me. And uh, we'd gone around to one of their houses and, they, and the girl's like, oh, I'll make some lunch. And so she literally got hind spaghetti. Yeah. Not spaghetti hoops, the actual like little, little, uh, it's, they're like cut spaghetti, aren't they? In tomato sauce. Okay. She puts some of that in a bowl for each of us and then grates some cheese on top and right. then gets a, a bottle of red wine. Bear in mind, I was probably 12, 13 at the time and we each have a glass of red wine and this bowl of spaghetti. And this is, right, before you were having proper pasta, yeah? Oh, yeah. Because before you had proper pasta, I, my mind can't make the link between tin spaghetti and pasta. Like, 
when you think about it, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a tin of what you have in an Italian well, yeah, restaurant. Like, like you get macaroni cheese in a tin, but yeah. But it's nothing like it. No, no, it's not. Isn't it mad? I see Heinz spaghetti the same as beans. Spaghetti on toast, beans on yeah. toast. And so anyway, so that, oh my gosh, I was like, oh, this is the best thing I've Isn't ever tasted. Then after that, every time I went to my nan's, she'd say to me, what do you want for lunch? And I'd be like, can I have um, a bowl of spaghetti? I don't want toast. Yeah. Just a bowl of spaghetti with cheese on top. And uh, I can tell you, oh, it's one of the best things. I've, We've not had this together. We have. We have had it. And I've made have it. We? We've, I've made it for Betsy and stuff. But I think. Let's have it. Oh, I just love it. Yeah. I like that. You can't melt your cheese, though. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> we might be disagreeing. So that was uh, food. We're getting near the end now. Okay, the next one is Memento Mori, which is a memory, something you can never forget. Okay. Is it me to go first? It is, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, we've said, we've mentioned holidays, experiences. Yeah. And again, just to, to narrow it down to one thing that you can't forget, and there's so many, and I think us as a family have had so many, but I think we are, we are all in agreement when we say probably our best family holiday ever was Finland. Uh-huh. But the moment I'm going back to is one I know we've talked about, which is when Betsy, Honey and myself were at the top of a slope, the black slope, <laughs> that we shouldn't have been up at. And you and Leo were down the bottom. <laughs> I totally... Do you having this as your memory, are you? Yeah, because it was my birthday and I'd never skied other than on uh, ski Dubai or dry slopes. I've never skied properly uh, outdoors, if you like. And uh, I was I was really nervous. I was really excited. And I the three the three of us were a bit behind because we'd had to go back into the shop. And I looked up and I saw you and Leo heading off on the chairlifts. And I said to the girls, oh, that's, it's obviously this way. So yeah. I followed you because I didn't know what, really what I was doing. Then I couldn't find you. Anyway, we're at the top of this slope and Betsy's first words were, oh my God, mummy, we're going to die. Yeah. Leo didn't come up. I don't know where he went. So he was not up he there was, with me. He went somewhere else to a different slope. And I used to be a very proficient snowboarder. Yeah. Going back 20 years, yeah. I was a good snowboarder. When I say good, what I mean is fearless. Well, I don't think you and Leo were on the like baby slope. I think you were on a pretty decent slope. But um, I've not done it for getting on 20 years. And I'm a lot more feared of falling down these days. And I got to the top and it was genuinely like looking off a cliff above the clouds. I could see streetlights miles <laughs> below. And I, even I thought to myself, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, it, it. I think it's probably the most scared I've ever felt in my life. But also I had that thing of I was responsible for two of my children. Yeah. Betsy being quite small anyway we started off on our bums and then we had like professional skiers jumping over our heads yeah, zooming past nobody it. stopped to help us eventually honey ends up tumbling so i go off to, to help her and i look round, and then betsy's skiing down the slope and i'm like yeah. oh my gosh what do i do now do i go after betsy do i help honey what do i do so I let Betsy go i watched her and she looked like she was skiing fine well, she had that low center of gravity which kids have and if you've ever been skiing with a little kid is they just point the skis down the mountain yeah, and then they get to the bottom and you know, they're so low that they don't fall like we fall. 
so yeah, I collect Betsy at the bottom. Yeah, oh, that's all I was hoping that you were somewhere at the bottom. I eventually get Honey up and we may make our way down. And I think we were just, we were in shock. And then the next thing is the five of us were having uh, pizza in this gorgeous little little bar. And we, we walked were, up into the town, Levy this was. Yeah. We walked up into this tiny little town, which is, you know, one horse town. And we were having tall gins. Yeah. Despite when I drank. And uh, these huge pizzas. And it was just, it was, and it was a nut. Aching feet. Yeah. Got to be one of the best birthdays you've ever had. It, it absolutely was. And I was with, you know, I was with you guys. And it, so for me. That- and that night, by the way, was the night we had the um, sauna. Sorry, what's it, what do you call it? A hot tub in the snow. Yeah. In underneath that same mountain. Yeah. Snowing down on us. We had such so many, we went naked into a, his and her sauna yeah. with some weird Finn people, which you had to do. That was the rule. Yeah. And we had a sauna in our bedroom. Yeah. So quite a birthday, really. It, it was. It was. Now, funnily enough, mine's a couple of days earlier. Oh, so okay. my memory was the first day in Finland. Oh, wow. Because we were, as a family, I think it's the most excited I've ever seen the five of us. Yeah. And I grew up around snow. I love snow. I know <laughs> I know the time, probably a bit more of a winter person than anybody else in the family. I, you know, like, I love cold. And obviously, Leon Honey, when was it? How many years ago? I mean, they were pretty old. Leo had just He must have been started, 15. No, no, I think he was, he just started going out with Ruby. So it was then. Yeah, so maybe... So not that long ago, two, three years ago, yeah. pre-COVID. And um, it was a mega expensive few days. And it was just the maddest time. We got on the plane and in the airport, there was a lot of people who knew me from the radio. There was a lot of people we knew from school. Everybody yeah. seemed to be going on this one plane. Yeah. And we flew to Robin Helsinki. Oh, yeah. And then we got on the connecting flight, a little plane. Which once it got above the clouds, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. And I'm, listen, for my age, I am an eight-year-old kid in winter. Whenever the snow, I am having a great time. And when that plane came down through them clouds when we came into land, the noise on, <laughs> I mean, God, it just made me have the, the shivers. The, the plane, everybody on the plane gasped. Everybody gasped. Everyone starts clapping. We're seeing, because we didn't know if there was going to be any snow because the snow came really late and the plane came down. <laughs> And we landed and you walked out into this tiny airport. And the funny thing is we got on a plane in Dubai in T-shirts and all that. We get off this airplane and it is freezing, proper, minus whatever, minus five degrees. So we're scrambling to get the bag that's got all the big coats in. We walked out the door and suddenly it's that thing where the side of the road is 10 feet deep in snow. And and any path is cut out of it like a a maze. And it was like... A Christmas card. It was shiny, glistening. Oh. And we got on this bus, this little bus that took us up to that. We were staying in these igloo, these glass igloos, which again, the kind of thing you, we were stupid to throw that much money at it, but it was the best thing we've ever done. And we dumped the bags, we all put our stuff on, and we walked to what's known as Santa's Santa Claus Village, which is where Santa lives. And that short walk, it was probably a mile maybe less, yeah. between the igloos, which are in a forest, and this place, which is quite touristy. It's where the Arctic Circle line is. But just that little walk, it was the five of us. Yeah. 
it's so quiet in the, the snow. I mean, it's one of the best things for dampening acoustics. I love that sound. Yeah. Anywhere in the world where there's snow, used to happen in Sheffield, roads that were just like council house roads, but when the snow fell, they looked like a picture postcard. They sounded amazing. But I think the difference is because there weren't cars going through it and there's a lot of snow. Yeah. The snow was pure white. And it was pine trees covered in snow. It's oh. everything. But just watch it. I mean, I was full of it myself, but just watching the joy in each one of your faces and seeing the kids. Leo became a little kid again. Which is so, you. anybody who's got teenage kids knows, yeah. you lose them. Yeah. Right. I was only this morning talking to Honey about this and saying about Betsy Pearl, like, God, I'm wondering how long we've got before she becomes that. And if you if you want your kids to be kids again, even if they are the most cynical teenagers, I would say up to a certain age, take them for that holiday. Because it's, right, again, as far as holiday goes, going to Lapland, to me, is simply red. It's, oh, God, it's love, actually. It's simply red. It's something you should never do. Best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, and me. And do you know, so many people have contacted me. In fact, somebody recently has just contacted me. Somebody I don't even know has contacted me and said she remembers our photos. And... Um, so I now have an email, a standard email that, you send to people. that I send to people with all our details on of, you know, where we stayed, who, what we did, the activities we did and stuff like that, because it, <sighs> I think every year we all want to do it again, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Is it, isn't it hard? Because I, th- I just think we all, it was just, it, when you say magical, that's as close to magical as I will ever get in my life, I think. Yeah. And you feel a million miles away from everything. And I'm never happier than when it's just me, you and the kids. Yeah. And we were just throwing snowballs. There's free sledges everywhere. So you're pulling each other on sledges. Every bit of hill we found, we're climbing up and hill, shoving each other down the hill. I just got that image of the three kids doing snow angels. And we've got, in the living room now, we've got one of the first photos from this day. Yeah. Uh, we'd, we were literally just there. It's the first time we'd opened as big clothes on, and I took a picture of the four of you. And you all look so happy. It's not a great photo, but it's the perfect photo. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's magical memory for me. That. Yeah. So that's my memory. Yeah. Did you do yours? I feel like I went on it. Yours were Finland as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Levy, yours is Robin Amy. So that's the seven pillars, but we're going to do, you want to throw, because it's you, you're going to throw a bonus <laughs> one in. So what's this last one? Right, this one's just special mention because I think for all the categories, there was probably a second choice or an, one we wanted more, to mention. More than. Yeah, or more. But you were only allowed to pick one thing that didn't get a mention. Yeah. All right. It's me this time, right? Yeah. Well, you've already mentioned Paris. And again, I think always the best time for everywhere we go is normally the first day. Yeah. You know, it's normally when we're uh, most excited. We've done the travelling. We've gone through the pain in the arse of doing all the bags and cars and things like that. And we got to Paris that first day. And we didn't, the the hotel we're staying in was like a three-star. I don't think it was a travel lodge. It might have been a premier something. But it was in an old... It's quite boutique almost. It felt like a boutique yeah. hotel. It was these very strange little... I mean, the room that we're in now, recording this, wasn't that much... Yeah. It, these really, like almost closet-like rooms. Very strange. And a lift that seemed like somebody was winding it up. <laughs> it was one of them lifts where you have to pull across the zigzaggy yes, door, the concertina yes. door. And the first day we were there, 
I can't even remember what we did that first day. But I do remember getting back there in the evening. The kids were shattered because they'd been travelling. Now, we'd come from Scotland. We'd been at my mum and dad's house up in Scotland, and it was yeah. the first time we'd been up to their house, I think. So we'd flown to London. Then we'd got the Euro yes. Tunnel train, whatever that's called, Channel Tunnel. Then we'd have to get a car from there to the hotel. We'd dump the bags. I think we'd done something. Can't really remember. Oh, I know what we'd done. We'd been to that park where Betsy went on the carousel and had to get the rings on the yeah. stick. It was an amazing day, but exhausting. And in the evening, I think the kids wanted to get on the phones. Yeah. Betsy Pearl's exhausted. So we put them in the hotel, came out, and just walked. There's a bar across the road. Yeah. Wasn't the nicest bit of Paris, I'll say that. Just outside the town. Well, it was for locals. Yeah. So we just want, you know, these little bars on the corner that have the red awnings and the wicker chairs outside. And we sat outside there together. And we very seldom do this, me and you. Yeah. And we sat and had a few drinks together. <laughs> uh, I'd said to the point of being tipsy, again, I, before I'd given up. Well, drink. I'd ordered a gin and tonic. and Oh, no, I think I'd ordered two gin and tonics. And they never... The French don't know what a gin and tonic is. <laughs> no, they don't. And... So basically, he brought me out, or brought us out each a full glass of gin. So like a half a pint of gin? Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, well, can you bring us 18 bottles of tonic yeah. water? Uh, so we did, we had them, so we'd got a buzz on. We walked back across the road. There was a proper all-nighter pizzeria. <laughs> we just ordered a couple of dodgy pizzas. Yeah. We went back to the hotel. You got your boobs out, ain't lift. Yeah. Classic Laura. I had a full glass oi, of gin oi, tonight. Brits abroad. Have a look at him. <laughs> Not the classic Laura. I've never done it before, never done it again. The lift attendant, he was shocked. No, they, there was nobody in the lift. The lift was only big enough for two people to squeeze in. Yeah. You know. There was no cameras. It wasn't that kind of lift. Yeah. And uh, I just put that down. Yeah. Again, it's just one of the little memories that I'll never forget. Not because the boobs in the lift. Yeah. She, she no, does that in I all lifts. And, and Vatican City is, is up there with that, with that. There's loads of them. Yeah. The cottage we've just stayed in yeah. when we took Leo bike, the little cottage, the, all sorts of memories like that. So the, this is the hardest thing about this because the yeah. seven pillars, each category has probably got 50 things I could have mentioned. Well, I have gone for something totally different. I've gone for The Snowman, the film by, all right. by Raymond so Briggs. So you picked the film one, yeah? Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely my favourite Christmas film. It's up there like as one of my favourite films ever, but also it has a memory side of it attached. Right. As a kid, I uh, we always watched The Snowman on Christmas morning, had a cup of tea and shortbread in our pyjamas before opening presents. So I have brought that rule into our house. And we do it every Christmas. So every Christmas. So the, Christmas Eve, we watch your film, It's a Wonderful Life, whilst peeling the veg. And then when we wake up the next morning, I think the kids ha- kind of hate it, but love it at the same time. Um, I make... Everybody watched the snowman whilst we have cups of tea and shortbread. Big slippers, twinkly lights, a million presents sitting there waiting to be and opened. And they're not allowed to open them. Yeah. <laughs> Evil. I know, but yeah. And uh, there's something magical about Raymond Briggs' uh, stories made in... Yep. in like, he, he's done so I many- never saw it at the time. When it, I can remember it... God, I'm, I'm such a hipster. I remember it coming out and... I must have been, what, 11 when it came out? It must have been early 80s, right? Yeah. And not giving a toss about it. And again, everybody knows Walking in the Air, the, the yeah. song that's in it that made it, 
you know, made famous from that film. So again, I'm such a late comer to it. And it's very dark. It is, and a lot of his stuff is. Um, if you've not seen any of the Raymond Briggs stuff, there's, is it Ethel and Ernest? Yeah, amazing. Beautiful. Which is like a biography of his life growing up and his parents. When the wind, wind blows, what's that one? The... When the wind blows, is the that's the nuclear war one. Yeah, again, beautiful, yeah. beautiful pictures. It's got a style, hasn't it? But, yeah, so if you've not seen any of Raymond Briggs stuff, watch it. it. It really is. And the ones for the kids, obviously, Snowman, Snowman, Snow Dog, and, oh, and yeah. Father Christmas, another blooming Christmas. But this, it's such a dark, I mean, the end of the snowman is as dark as Philadelphia. Still makes me cry. Do you know, like, it's proper. yeah. yeah. Who wants that on Christmas morning? <laughs> I know, but like at least it's a wonderful life is a dark. F- it's a wonderful life is a dark film, pretty much the entire film, with a huge redemption at the end. So you come out of it like, yeah. oh, Merry Christmas to one and all, ding <laughs> dong, ding dong. You come out of the snowman like life has got an end. Everybody's life. I mean, that's a metaphor. We're all gonna die. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Here's your prawn cocktail. Yeah, true, true. But yeah, so but that's our little thing, isn't it? Yeah. Look, that's the seven pillars, seven and a half pillars. I hope what it's done is made people listening think what they would have put. Let's just put the thingy on. I'll put the music back on again. Here we are. So just run through them very quickly again what the seven pillars are. Uh, Film, play, a place, music, literature, food and a a memory. Uh, I'll try and put some links on to some of the things we've mentioned, some of the places we went. Things like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, do yours at home. Great discussion, really, innit? And I want to say a big thank you to Alan Davis. You know, I hope we don't get sued for borrowing his idea, but it, it, I think... Well, it's a tribute to him. Like, it's a... It... In the same way that we hope people go away and do this. Yeah. You know, and again, I could have put tons more thought into this. And if I think about it too much, I'll kick myself for yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. things I've said. But I don't think that's what it's about, is it? I think it's just about the memories yeah. and the conversation. I'm sorry I've sounded snotty all the way through this. We'll be back with a more normal podcast. You've done well. At some point soon. And uh, thanks for listening, as always. Again, rate us, tell your friends about us, leave us a love review. Five stars, please. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Oh, hold on. <laughs> The end. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.